What's going on guys? This is Justin and I uh, want to tell you about a really cool place in Chicago. It's called Elephant and Castle. You might have heard of it. Uh, it's at 185 North Wabash Avenue in Chicago. It's the corner of Lake and Wabash and they have some very cool specials. Uh, Monday they have something called One and Done Mondays where they tap a keg of beer, a specialty keg of beer at 5 p.m and they pour it until it's gone. It's $3 a pint, and it is one of the best deals in Chicago. It's a, every Monday, it's a, it's a craft keg of beer. So it's a special beer, and they, they rotate it out uh, every week. It's a different keg, and uh, it's a really great way to try some really great beers served by some really great people. On Tuesdays, they have something called Tin Up Tuesdays, which is 25% off all tins, uh, which is a can of beer, an aluminum container of the suds. On Wednesday, it's Wine Down Wednesdays, so Wine by the Glass is $1 off, and Wine by the Bottle is half price. Now, I just got back from Sonoma from a trip, and I don't want to call myself a wine expert now, uh, but this is probably one of the best deals in wines that you're ever going to hear, period. And this is coming from a guy who spent a week in Sonoma, so you know you can trust me. Thursdays is Goosed Out Thursdays, so uh, it's all drafts and bottles of Goose Island. Um, oh my goodness, they changed things on us, guys. I'm reading this live as it's going, and it says select Chicago drafts are $5.50. used to be 25% off all uh, bottles and drafts of Goose and uh, it seems to have changed now. So yeah, we're going to call it Thursdays. It's select Chicago drafts are 550. Saturdays, I should probably proofread this before I go. Saturdays and Sundays, uh, you've got $5 mimosas and $5 Bloody Marys. They also do brunch on Saturday and Sundays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So you can have some Bloody Marys and mimosas while you do your brunch, which is such a cool thing to do. And then happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. They've got snack and shares, which is uh, half price on things like $11 or less. Domestic drafts, $4. And house wines, $4. Guys, this is a fun place to go. Uh, they've got you know amazing people behind the bar. Like I said, Joey Poppin' Bottles is back there. Yes, that is his Christian name. Um, they got Uyghurs back there. Um, there's a whole bunch of other people. Management is amazing. Uh, so go down, check them out. Tell them we sent you. MindGap sent you. Today we are talking about uh, the James Gunn incident that he was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy. You will hear us talk about that as well as a few other uh, fun things along the way. And then we do have a pretty fun throwdown at the end. So guys, without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Mind Gap. Mind Gap Podcast. I'm now getting ads for San Francisco because I was connected to the internet out there for mm -hmm. a week. And now it's like, oh, you must want to see these things. It's annoying. It really, yeah, it is. Because I, I did not, and I'm going to, I don't care. I yeah. did not like, I did not care for San Francisco. Okay. At all. Fair enough. At all. The Redwoods were amazing, mm -hmm. which are just north of San Francisco. It's mm -hmm. a mere woods. San Francisco is a garbage pile yeah uh i was not it was not at all what full house painted it out to be yeah well full house is a dark past so but it was at least in a bright san francisco mm -hmm. it was not in a dark san francisco do you did you download the uh where's the poop app 
Is that a thing? Yeah, apparently there's so many homeless people there dropping deuces that people will actually notate where there's poop so you can see it on your app and avoid it. That makes sense because mm-hmm. I saw the homeless and I saw... I'm sure you did. Yeah, <laughs> they were hard to, hard to miss. Yeah. Um, you know when we say, like, if you're homeless in Chicago... It doesn't make sense, like why you would winter, why you would spend mm-hmm. the, like you just find your way out west where it's just warm, so you don't have to. It doesn't hurt. Like it's got. I mean, that's painful to be outside in the cold. Yeah. A lot of them have found their way to San Francisco. Sure, yeah. Also, and something I learned, I didn't realize this. Um, <clears throat> Silicon Valley is partially responsible for the demise of San Francisco. The down the the income disparity. Oh, probably yeah, because they bring in all that stuff. It b- creates uh, rises property values, yep. things like that. Things sh- like the, the amount of how expensive things are there are stupid, ridiculous. Expensive. Yeah, dumb. We were looking at some like dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. We were looking at uh, some condos uh, just to kind of like get a feel for what three it looks million. Like that. One, it was a two bed, one bath was one point two million. Yeah, stupid. It was ridiculous. It's so stupid. Even in even up in Sonoma where we were, and I loved, 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 loved Sonoma. Uh, it was like two bed, two bath, like six hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and it wasn't more than like I don't know, like fifteen hundred square feet or something. It was, it was not like the uh, the big house you would think it would be. You know what I mean? Well, that's why, like you know, as much as <clears throat> Texas can suck sometimes, but like Texas is a booming state, especially in like the Austin area, the Dallas area. Oh yeah, like. There's Waco. some, yeah, like there's it's some really amazing, like you're talking like 250, 300,000 like dollars. Yeah. Gets you like four bedrooms, three baths, yeah. like a lot of square feet. And I'm like, that's, that's where it's at. And I, I look at places like San Francisco and you're like, oh, <clears throat> got it. I see why people make fun of this place all the time. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's, I, there's, we ran into, we went to, um, there was a wine tasting at our hotel, a uh, comp wine tasting. And one of the, the woman who was doing it, we were just chatting her up. And she was from San Francisco, and she's like, yeah, I've lived out here. She's probably in her late 60s. Mm-hmm. lived out here most of my, all my life, you know, yada, yada. She's like, I lived in San Francisco for decades. And she goes, I wrote countless letters and petitions to the city council and the board and this and that to get things changed and cleaned up because I, I witnessed the downfall. And she's like, and just nothing. Like, no one does shit out there. Yeah, I mean, why would you turn that away if you're the city council, though? That's like you know corporations and stuff like that. It's, it's but I mean, just even cleaning up the city. She's oh, like, I'm sure. You, you, she's like, there's areas where you walk over sh- syringes. Mm-hmm. You walk, you know, your your stuff. People are just hanging out naked because yeah. they don't give a shit, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's you know people making two hundred thousand plus dollars, you know, working at a tech company is living in there. We're living five to an apartment or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's they they can't even afford. Well, it sucks because it's like. That's where the jobs are that pay that, but the cost it's the same thing. Like Jill, one of the companies she used to work for, they'd have an office in like Boston and San yeah. Francisco, and they would always have to bump up compensation in San Francisco because the cost of living was so much higher. It's yeah. So they'd have to jack up. You know, people could command that sort of stuff because the cost of living was so different. Right. And I'm like, why? <clears throat> no. Like I. And the thing is, they weren't even they, they weren't benefiting from that. No. Because it was all going right. They weren't living on more no. they were they had the same thing as like jill and you had sure. here they just they were paying a shitload more in rent and probably the only good thing they're getting out of it is the prestige and the experience from working at that place sure and then they probably just peace out from there and yeah. go somewhere else and be like look i used to work at this and they can command something better for a better cost of living yeah yeah just fuck that shit man yeah it's yeah I've, I've looked at some stuff like that just out of curiosity be like oh i'm gonna move here what's the cost of living versus where i am i'm like oh interesting like, yeah you can see really good mathematical stuff that te- that shows you that sort of stuff and I was like man 
F that noise. Well, and apparently it's starting to affect other like uh, Seattle and other other tech, uh, like smaller tech hubs that are starting to come yeah. up because, I mean, this is the same reason that a lot of people didn't want Amazon to set up shop here in mm-hmm. Chicago because they're like, it's going to fucking destroy our economy. Well, because the thing is like the cities want them. Right. Because it's prestigious Absolutely. and things like that. But at the same time, they it brings can, in revenue for the city. They can command like, cool, well, we want lower tax rates. Right. Lower corporate tax rates. Sure, sure, whatever. And then right. all of a sudden, right. you don't realize the resources that they're utilizing, mm-hmm. which causes, there's a ripple effect and right. all that if sort of they, stuff. If you lower their tax rates, someone's got to make up the difference. So that's mm-hmm. going to go back into housing, food, infrastructure, yeah, this that, and that, the other thing. Economic stuff I always find fascinating, but it's also like super nuanced and complex where yeah. it, it, there's, there's ripple effects that happen yeah. where some people... Cause and effects. You can't always account for that sort of stuff where, yeah. you know, you know, they're like, oh, well, they're going to generate jobs. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Like, what does that bring to the city? You know, is it a useful output? Like, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I, I was listening to this uh, uh, Joe Rogan podcast with a guy named Peter Schiff. It's, he's a very wealthy guy who uh, has some pretty strong opinions about <laughs> capitalism okay. and stuff like that. And I shared it with my brother, and my brother was like, fucking Peter Schiff. Does he know the guy? Oh, he's like, I fucking, he's like, I've listened to this guy for years. Yeah. He's like, he's just a capitalist apologist. The guy just thinks the free market will solve everything. He's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I love when Dave gets riled. I and I was like, I was listening because this guy, I mean, he sounds like he's, I appreciate his point of view, but I do agree with my brother where he has this very utopian aspect of like, oh, well, if we just do pure capitalism, it'll resolve itself. Yeah. We don't need government regulations because that just gets in the way. And I'm like, you have a very, uh, very lovely idea of corporate America and how the private sector is just going to adjust and be fair. Right. It's not... And capitalism isn't fair. So no. it's like there has to be some level of – he makes some interesting points. Like, you know, he's like raising minimum wage is not always a good thing because uh, you're asking someone, like, for example, if minimum wage is $15 and you're asking someone to go flip burgers, which is always the, the thing, he's yeah. like, is that job worth $15 an hour? You're asking an unskilled person to go and you're going to pay them $15 an hour right. to do that. He's like, is, is that worth the output? He's like, the answer is no. He's like, in his mind, what you do is you lower the minimum wage, and then basically the skilled people are allowed to earn more out of the gate because they have more skills. Okay. The unskilled people start lower and work their work their way up. Okay. Again, works on paper. Sure. So does communism. Yeah. But yeah. so the idea also is that you think the in the corporate folks are really going to adhere to that. Do you think they really are? In some cases, yeah. But in general, probably not. No. But I also agree that jacking the minimum wage up to $15 an hour is probably not always a good idea either. Because, you know, how can businesses afford to pay labor at that rate? Yeah. No, you know I, mean, I mean, it, it depends on what business it is. Because there of are, course. I mean, yeah, obviously, the, for the smaller businesses, it, it, it would be much harder in the bottom line. As a, as a business owner myself, mm-hmm. I get it. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, every t- anytime we hire someone, like a freelancer, I'm, you know... We tip. We tend to set our own, uh, just because freelancers things are slightly different than you know actual sure. hourly employees. But you know, I can imagine if I was forced to do a specific, you know, uh, a specific minimum with these guys. Holy shit! Like that would be detrimental to our bottom line. Yeah, of course. And it's um, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's complicated stuff. And it was interesting, sort of listen to him talk about that. But what I loved about it was he was talking a lot about the cause and effect of things. Yeah. And you know, the result of these trade wars that are happening and how that's affecting things. And so it was it was an interesting sort of uh, look at that. But it was I told my brother I'm like I don't know if you've heard of this guy or not, but listen to the first forty five minutes. And he was like, "Fuck this guy." And he was like. <laughs> 
not having it yeah, altogether, yeah, yeah. which I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, yeah, in general, yeah, yeah. I was gonna go down a, a road yeah. that I don't, I know nothing about, so yeah. I will stop right there because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will get called out very quickly. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had an awesome vacation, man. I'm glad uh, it was. You got to go. It was so needed. Like yeah. it was. Oh my god, you have no. It, I would. Beth and I truly were looking. We were like, well, what? What does it cost to live out here? Like, and she doesn't like. She's not a huge California fan, or, sure. or to, you know, historically has not been. Yeah. Uh, but she was. She was completely taken with Sonoma. Yeah. Absolutely taken. Um, we hit four different wineries. Uh, they were all stunning, like yeah. just gorgeous. You saw some of the pictures mm-hmm. on social media. My two favorite ones were the one with the lavender garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was ridiculously amazing. Uh, super nice people out there too, mm-hmm. um, except in San Francisco. Those people are <laughs> amazingly angry. Like yeah. the anger level is like you'd be angry too if you had to pay those rents. <clears throat> yeah, and if I had to walk over poop. Yeah, right. Yeah. All the time. I think that's not probably the thing is that they're paying so much. And they're still walking over literal shit. Mm-hmm. That's got to piss you off. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then the other one we went to was called, uh, that was Matanzas Creek. And then this, the other one we went to was called Iron Horse. Mm-hmm. And holy fuck, dude. Like, I we, we rolled up and I got out of the, first off, you roll up and the driveway is lined with palm trees on the other side. Very mm-hmm. much like the typical LA street you, mm-hmm. you think of. So I'm like, this is so California. And you roll up and you park right in front of the vineyard. And then you walk up and the tasting room is outside. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bar with an overhang. And there are some real, just cool, like, you know, California bros. Like, mm-hmm. hey, welcome to Iron Horse. You know, we, they specialize in sparkling wines. So mm. it's the, the bubbles. And uh, they're just like, you know, what, you, you want to do the flight? And you're sure. And so they start you off. And the guy we had had a very heavy hand. So he was pouring a little bit extra for us. And you just turn around and you're not, you're outside and it's this just giant like vista of just green rolling hills and the, you know, just trees and and the vineyard. And it was, I mean, (laughs) I I can't even begin to describe how gorgeous it was. And you're standing there with like a chilled glass glass of sparkling, you know, wine. You're like, I don't ever want to leave. Yeah, right. (laughs) You're just like, how can I get a job here? What doing what you're doing? Because I told him, I'm like. This is this is an office. Yeah, like you got right? a you got a window view. You know, this is this is it, man. This beats the shit out of my cubicle at home. The thing that sucks though is you'll probably if you did that, there'd be stuff that would wear on you. You'd probably start to hate certain aspects of it yeah. because humans suck. Yes and no. The thing is, I, and I asked him this. I said, "Do you deal?" I said, "Working in cus- essentially you're in customer mm-hmm. service," and I asked three different wine uh, tasting room people, like wine pourers, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what they're called. Um, all three of them said the same thing. They're like, no, I've never had an asshole come in. Oh, okay. And I was floored. I was like, I don't believe him. What is that like? And they're like, here's the thing. You're coming. I've never had an asshole walk in. I've had assholes walk out. Never walk in. So some people get a little too, too tipsy, whatever, you know, but every single like beginning of an interaction, you never have someone coming in angry. They're coming in to taste wine. That's fair. Like in its you know, it's not like working at the with DMV, the breeze. You know? right? Yeah, and you're just like it's yeah. a go- you're in paradise, sure, and you're coming in to to taste really good yeah, wine. That's actually a fair point because it's like if you work at a resort or something <clears throat> like that, people are coming in with expectations, this mm-hmm. or that. Like this is a very specific aspect of like we want to go specifically to a vineyard, we want to taste this stuff. We want right. so I, I I could say that's pretty. I'm sure that'd be pretty minimized. It's one of the. Like it's like an anomaly. Like it's it sits in that, that perfect mm-hmm. pocket. Yeah. So like I was just like, dude, you mm-hmm. got the job. He goes, look. I've worked 
in the wine industry for 20 years. I've worked here for four years, and this is the best job I've ever had. Yeah. I was like, God damn, dude. So Good I, for you, dude. I would absolutely recommend anyone listening, hit up some Sonoma. Napa was okay. Sonoma mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and check out Iron Horse and Matanzas Creek because those two are just fucking amazing. Iron Horse. Look for Carol at uh, Matanzas wine. Creek and look for Carl at Iron Horse. Hey, Carl and Iron Horse. Carl. Dude, the dude's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Congratulations on the vacation. And a shitload of just sitting around time. Good, man. That's, you know. Incidentally, you I mm-hmm. have a script I'm going to have you read. Good. I finally got to writing. Yay. And I came up with an idea, and I think cool. you're going to dig it. Can't wait so, to read yeah. it. Let's do it. Get it out. We're going to do a live read. All right, here we go. <laughs> you Interior. Play, you play Carl. I'll play right. Carol. Hey, what's up, Fox <laughs> Stick? Welcome to Iron Horse. <laughs> It's just a hard, a hard rock vineyard. Hard rock vineyard. You come in, Slayer's playing, you know. Welcome to Iron Horse, brah. You want some sparkling wine? You want to get your nuts kicked in by this sparkling wine? It will make you fertile. I just... That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's somewhat, somehow an uh, Alex Jones ad for fertility for some reason. <laughs> so testosterone, brah. Right. <laughs> Eat it with a steak. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed your week Thank because you. I've yeah. had a rough couple of weeks. Tell tell me what's I, I thought we were I thought we were over this hump. So did I. Um. And then uh, it, it was just it was last week. Yes, it was last week. So uh, train story for you. Train story. Love train stories. Okay. So you know my history with the CTA. So this I, is Metra. I appreciate so. a good train story. Good. So um, for the record, I want to I want to lay this out. I know I was in the wrong. But that's not the point. All right. Okay. I like how you're starting. I know I was in the wrong. I know I was in the wrong, but it's not the point. So uh, Jill and I both had very difficult, rough days. And Jill's like, hey, I'm going to leave early. Uh, I'm going to catch the train with you. Let's ride the train home together. Sweet. So I meet up with her. We get on the train. We end up on the quiet car. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the quiet car. I've heard of. But the quiet car essentially is supposed to be quiet. All right. So the idea is that people can have a nice... Quiet ride. Relaxing. Relaxing all the way home. Not really supposed to talk. Yeah. No loud music. Nothing like that. So we just happened to get on there. We were sitting there and I realized when it was kind of... Sorry, is it identified as you are now entering the quiet car? Well, it, there's a sign that says this is a quiet okay. car during uh, rush hour. Got it. Okay. So we're there. And I realized kind of too late that it's a quiet car. And I'm like, ah, we can't really get up unless we don't want to sit down for the ride home. So I was like, okay. fuck it. Now... I'm admitting that we were in the quiet car, okay? However, Jill and I had every intention of being very quiet, which we were. We were leaning in very close to each other, talking very quietly. Whispering sweet nothings. I wasn't even talking this loud. Yeah. Like to her. Yeah. Like I'm talking to you or no. We were very whatever. This crotchety lady (laughs) comes and sits down. So Jill and I are sitting facing forward and this lady sits in a seat in front of us facing sideways. So we're like perpendicular to each other. All right. Before the train leaves, Jill noticed this woman pulls out a pad of paper and she sets it on her lap while she plays Candy Crush. And Jill goes, by the way, this lady has something written on this notepad and I don't think you're going to like it. And I was like, oh boy, I'm not going to say what it was yet because I want to save it for Yeah, okay. So train starts moving. So she's whispering this to you. Jill whispers this. Yeah, she goes, yeah. by the way, you know, this is, so we're, we're talking, we're being very, very quiet, yeah. you know, and things like that. So yes, are we in violation of the quiet card rules, yes. But I'd also argue it we're being extremely considerate. Okay. Considering. 
So as we're, we're sort of, you know, quietly talking to each other, um, this lady shoots us a couple of glances, a couple of glares. Just me. Okay. I'm just like, oh boy. And then eventually she has had it, and she holds up her pad of paper, and on it is written, this is a quiet car. <laughs> Which, if I could so go back, if I could ready. go back, I would want to ask, do you have that preloaded? Do you you have that already written on a pad of paper? So you are the quiet car guardian, right? She is the she is the police, yeah. And I was like, she just kind of like angrily puts it yeah. in her face, and I immediately just put my thumb up right in front of her face, like it thumbs did, yeah. up, and I go, mm-hmm. And then we go back to talking, and this lady you should look at her and go, I'm sorry, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was. When Jill said that she had something written, I thought, what if I get, like, the poop emoji up on my phone? Just <laughs> have it just locked and loaded. Yeah. Um, so, again, speaking quietly. And at this point, I can't really focus on what Jill's saying. Because you're so pissed. Because we're trying to be extra quiet. Okay, yeah. And this lady's just not having it. So, another minute or two comes by. Uh, the conductor comes by to do tickets. And I'm half expecting her to, to tell on us. Right. To the conductor. She can't, though, because she'd be breaking her own rules. Right. So eventually she stops. She goes, excuse me. She said this. Yeah. She okay. goes, excuse me, but there are two quiet cars and six talking cars. I would really appreciate it if you went to one of the talking cars and you left this one. And I just go, are you, are you done? You said that? Yeah. Yeah. Are you well done? She went back to playing her candy crush. At that point, I was met with a dilemma. <laughs> yeah. Because I was in a losing situation, sure. and, I'm, and I'm proud of myself to coming for coming to this conclusion. All right, because immediately I was like, mischievous Doug started brewing. Right, you're like, How? keep in mind, I was on tilt because I had a bad day. <clears throat> sure, Jill doesn't need any excuse to go ham on somebody. Right, like, right. Jill also had a bad day, and she would have. And yeah. she would have. And I was sitting there, and I was breaking this down. I was like, if we stay. But we don't talk. <clears throat> she wins. We lose. If we stay and keep talking to spite her, even though we don't want to be there, we lose. She wins. Right. If we get up and leave, we lose. She wins. There's no scenario where we win. Right. At all. Right. So part of me was like, fuck this bitch. I'm staying in the seat the whole time. But Jill and I weren't talking. Right. Because we were so angry. We were like, I swear to God, if this keeps up, like, Jill's like, we could just go to the vestibule and just stand there, you know, and just not have a seat. And I was just like, I go, let me just take a couple minutes. And then and then the lady puts her, her notepad away, like, job's done. <laughs> and Jill goes, we got to go. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna say something this late. I'm yeah. like, all right, so let's get up and we go. And... We stood in the vestibule, and I was like, this was the best thing because we yeah. lost no matter what. Right. There's yeah. no way we win this, this situation. There's yeah. no way we come out on top without looking like crazy people. And I was like, at least this way. She goes, I didn't leave work early to sit in silence next to my husband on the train home. Right. I was like, so let's just, cool. I'm like, fine. We stood up. It was a little hot in there, but we were just you know talking yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, this was the best thing because it we didn't need anything else. And then as... We're filing off at our stop. I realize she's getting off at our stop. I'm oh, like, I'm like, wonderful. I was like, oh, good. We have someone in our town that's a bitch. Like, fantastic. <laughs> right, Everyone yeah. else is great except for her. Right. 
And for the record, it, this, did it did it shatter the illusion of your of your no, of course not. There's always <laughs> there's always going to be a dick around there. And I and, and the thing was, and if you can't spot it, yeah, guess what? You. And I looked, and the thing is, when I just when I say this woman is just a grumpy sack of just sorry ass, yeah. like me saying that, you could probably picture this woman. I'm thinking, I know exactly what she looks like: gray hair, yep. longer, like old, out of style glasses, yep. just really frumpy. Yep. Just in general, just I'm like. So you have this pre-written on a notepad, and all you do every day is get on the quiet car and just hold this up. I was like, get and some- you just hope you she yes. you know she sits there and hopes that she gets to use it. And I'm sitting there going, get some fucking headphones, all right? Because again, we are on the quiet car, we are talking, but we are not talking loud. We are trying to be very respectful yeah. of everyone else around us. Now, is the quiet car truly supposed to be 100% sans sound, or like, because I, I feel like. The quiet car, to me, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, you go in there and you can have whispered conversations. You're not, you know, you're not, mm. oh, man, I had such a shitty yeah. day at work. You're not screaming. You're not on your phone you're not talking. Drinking. Right, exactly. You're, you're, you can, hey, so what happened with the, uh, with yeah. the thing today? Is that, did it, yeah, or no? Yeah, See, what happened? Yeah, like th- that, I think that's, that's a, I, that to me, that's a quiet car. Because that's the thing, too, is I understand Pre like smartphones and headphones and stuff like that, probably some people were like, Jesus Christ, I want a place to go where it's quiet and sure. unwind and stuff like that. But I look at her, I'm like, get some fucking headphones. Everyone else in this car has headphones. Right. You're the only one that's bothered by this. You're the only one. And all you're doing is you're playing a fucking mobile game on right. your phone. You're not doing anything important. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't Are know we if that distracting you for anything, right. but I'm just like, yo, just chill. Right. Relax. Right. Don't be such a frumpy bitch. So as we're we're getting off. I see here, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I want to do something. I really, really want to do something." And I was like, so tempted. Like as we were getting off, I want to go have a nice night. It just like be like aggressively <laughs> loud yeah, yeah. and nice to this lady. Hopefully to like <laughs> make yeah. her scare and just be like, "I hope you have a great night." Like just yeah. something like that. Because at one point, as we got off, she was behind us. I'm like, "Oh my god." I hope she's going the same way we're going. Right. Because if she is, I'm going to do it. And I turn around and she's not there. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Since that day, I've kept an eye out for her. Yeah. I've I've like kind of hung around. I'm not in the quiet car. Sometimes I am. But other times I'm just looking. I'm like, where are you? Because <laughs> train people are people of habit. And this lady oh, yeah. knows exactly how many quiet cars yeah. and how many talking cars so there she are. she takes it regular. She knows the train inside out. So I'm like... Looking around for her because yeah. I'm like I want to wish her a happy day. Right. The, the ultimate like, yeah. would be if you if you end up in a non quiet car with her. If somehow she doesn't get a seat and she has to venture into the heathen's car, mm-hmm. and then you're in there and you're just like, "Hi, I'm Doug. Yeah. How are you? Hey, are you going to Belmont? Where do you live? Yeah. I live at this. My I have a daughter. What do you do for a living? Here's what I yeah. do. My favorite color is purple. And just talk to her or, nonstop. Even better, I want to see you in the quiet car, and I want to have something preloaded on my phone that just says, right. you know, something. I don't know. I'll right. post some something smartass. You should. Says, the thing is, you should you. keep text, keep typing, show it to her, and then delete it. And then type something else. Yeah. And then have have that never ending conversation. Right. But via Being text. Science. Yeah. So this is like, and just shove it in her face. Right. Like she shoved it in our face. Right. Yeah. Because look. Or just carry a steno pad around with you. Yeah. And just yeah, <laughs> each like, page. Yeah. Note cards. You but know. turn the page quietly yeah, exactly. because it's a quiet car. Of course. Yeah. Because here's the thing. We live in a culture where people feel like they can't tell someone to stop being an asshole. And I realized I was venturing into that territory sure. because I was breaking the rules and I'm a man of the rules. I you, understand that. Look, Practical Doug rule reigns supreme. But you also have to consider what was our intent 
Our intent was not to be assholes. Right. I've seen people down on the red line smoking fucking cigarettes in front of everybody. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Right. And I've had someone come up and actually be like, hey, can you put that out? And they're like, fuck you. Right. They get they get indignant about like, wait a second. I'm, yeah. I'm How asking dare you, you tell me to do that? I'm asking you to do something, stop doing something illegal. Yeah. And follow the law. And you're telling me, fuck you? Yeah. Yeah. So I understand we live in a society sure. that's like that. So to a certain extent, I respect her for being like, hey. This is a quiet car. I'm calling it out. It's the way that she did it. Yeah. And she had, she was ready to do this. She was. She needed to do this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, like, fuck you. And it's it I stayed will. with me for at least 24 hours. Yeah. It would, she would pop my head. I'm like, oh, fuck that bitch. And then I finally was, like, getting over it. And I was like, fine, it's cool. And I would just still keep my eyes out. I'm still going to keep my eye out for at some point in time yeah. because I really want to wish her a very aggressive have a good day. From, just, a, from a distance? From a distance. Yeah. Hey, lady! Have a good day! I just want to scream it. And hey, just, quiet car! Yeah. Quiet car! Yeah. Hi! Yeah. Thanks for keeping the quiet car safe <laughs> from noise! Thanks for keeping it safe. There goes my hero! Like, just, you know, whatever. Like, just unleashing on her because I I, I don't know. The, people like that, I was like, you have... Joe goes, that is a miserable human being. I was like, you're right. What person does stuff like that, you know? Let me ask you this. Go for it. Let me turn the tables. Sure. And play a little devil's advocate here because I never get to do this. Mm -mm. Um, If you were sitting, let's say you had, let's say you had the bad day. Joel didn't call off work. Yeah. You were like, I just need to just not right now with anything. And you were sitting down. You didn't have your headphones with you. Mm. You were like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and relax. Maybe read, maybe play a game, do whatever. You got your, the, mm-hmm. the RPG game or whatever sure. you play. You know, the Marvel gar- Strike Force. The garden game you play or whatever. <laughs> um, let's see, you're playing that. And then two people sit down a couple feet from you and start talking. Would you feel the anger and anxiety bubble up? No, because first of all, because it's probably going to be too specific. And be honest. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, of course. I'll always be honest. Um, I am not a stickler for train rules and that sort of stuff. Like I, I'm no, I'm a no, no, stickler no. for other Hold rules, on. but train rules can go fuck themselves. I'm not so much of a regular where I feel like I know the protocol. Okay, like for anything, right? Like, I still feel like I've been doing it since you know April, and I'm still like I don't know what's expected. Where are actually the the tra- you know the cars? Like, right, I don't right, even right. know. So I still feel like a newbie. So like nothing really bothers me other than people who. Stand on the stairs to the upper deckers. Oh, yeah. Even though there's seats. Right. And they block access <laughs> to people who want to sit up there. I don't understand that. That still confounds me. Or people who get up five to seven minutes early to stand in the vestibule before their stop. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <clears throat> That's, that bugs you? Well, because that creates a line. Because then other people are like, well, I got to get up. And all of a sudden there's a line. I'm like... Guys, we're going to get out of here. Has anyone not gotten off the metro train? Just like has anyone never ever been like, I'm on the CTA. This is my stop. I'm not going to get out. I've never not gotten out at a stop because there was people in the way. I've always been able to get out. And there's this anxiety that I sense with people. My My favorite thing in the world, and when I say favorite, I mean it drives me up a goddamn wall, is when we're pulling up to the Roosevelt stop Mm -hmm. and you're standing, there's like seven people by the door and someone from behind it, the train hasn't stopped mm. moving fully yet it's almost to the it's almost to a fully stopped state but it's still moving and someone goes excuse me oh. excuse me coming off coming off please 
And I want to turn around now for anyone listening that's not from Chicago. Roosevelt is a very big CTA hub. There's it, it, three other lines or two other lines. Sometimes three. The Brown Line runs mm-hmm. up southern sometimes. So up to three other lines uh, are at the stop as well. So a lot of changing, a lot of getting off, getting on. There's a lot of most of the car is empty. Mm-hmm. You know, so it stands to reason. That most of us are probably getting off too, especially if we've congregated closer to the door yeah. than where we were 30 seconds prior. Sure. So I always want to turn around and just go, I'm pretty sure everyone by the door is getting off. I've never had the balls to say it to someone because usually the people who do that are people that you're like, if I say that, they're going to stab me with a pen. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to do that. But it drives me to, to your point. Like, it drives me nuts when people are like, excuse me, coming off. And I'm like, look, Give it. Give the doors a chance to open. I've had Wait people. five seconds, yeah. and if you don't see anyone yeah, step off, go. then go. Great, I need to come off. Exactly. Yeah. Just wait and see what happens. Yeah. I've had people do that, and I've turned around and be like, "Yeah, me too." Right. Yeah. Follow me. I'll be your fullback. Like, come on. Right. Follow yeah. your blocker. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's just like it's it's not that coming not that off. Crazy. Everyone else too. Yeah. Relax. But yeah, I mean, I might be annoyed with those people on the train if they were annoying. <clears throat> yeah. Because I had kind of a you don't see it too often, but there was a crazy lady like one of the last times. I rode the train home after recording the podcast, yeah. and I was like, how the fuck did you get on this train, lady? Like, She was asking someone. She goes, can I borrow your phone? I'm all out of minutes. I need to call someone to pick me up at the station. I was like, Jesus. She's trying to write a check to the conductor for a ticket. I was like. Wait, seriously, for the CTA? Yeah. No, for the Metro. Oh, for the Metro. Which, again, oh, wow. is like, what? Like, yeah. it was, this lady was weird, and she was, I was like, I, trying to write a check for a ticket. That's a new one. Yeah, so I've seen some annoying people. Sure. If, if that was the case and I just had them in front of me just being obnoxious, yeah, that'd probably bother me. But as far as, like, in general, yeah. if I had a bad day, and I, I, I can easily focus on other things pretty – like, I'm not going to be a stickler for that sort of – now, if someone was fucking smoking, right? I might be like, yo, what are we doing here? Right. Like, can, can you put that out? <laughs> like the one <laughs> – like my like my St. Patrick's Day story. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You walk up to them and go, "Hey, can I have a drag?" Yeah. And they give it to you. Then you put it down, step on it, and yeah. then they almost beat you up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Exactly. That's how you make friends. That's how you make friends on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of making friends. Yeah. Um, you heard about this uh, James Gunn thing? He made a lot of friends. Woo! He's got a lot of friends. Got a lot of friends. Got a lot of people in his corner. For those of you who don't know who James <clears throat> Gunn is, go fuck yourself. No, <laughs> he's the. Uh, He's the uh, director of many things, but... And that's how Doug isolated the audience. Woo! Uh, He's the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, franchise, with the Marvel franchise. Uh, Was. Yeah, was, unfortunately. Uh, And uh, he basically has done a lot of other films uh, earlier in his career, like Slither and a few other ones that were kind of known for being sort of uh, independent and uh, interesting. But he was recently terminated by Disney because of some tweets that uh, were found between, I think, the years 2009 and 2011. He's also a writer, too. Yes, he's also a writer. Yeah. He wrote, basically, the Guardians movies. <clears throat> yeah. And had Guardians 3 written, and it was set to direct and go into production in the fall. Yeah. Um, so, someone... There's some layers to this story. Right. So, stick with us. We're going to get there. Um, so, the tweets that were sort of unearthed uh, were jokes... They were homophobic. They were pedophilic. Pet, pedo, we'll call them pedo jokes. And they were rape jokes. <clears throat> yes. And uh, they were pretty gross. You can you can find them online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have them 
up here. Can you read one of them as an example? Sure, I can. Uh, give me two seconds. So people can, can kind of get an idea of what sort of jokes. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. If you find Ted Cruz on Twitter. Oh, fucking Ted, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz posted a, oh, uh, man. an entire uh, uh, collection of, of uh, James Gunn tweets. Side note on that. Uh, yeah. There's a guy who's trying to somehow capitalize politically on this whole thing. Ted Cruz needs to shut the fuck up on yeah. this. That's end of story. We don't need a politician weighing in trying to say he should get charges pressed against him. He can go eat a giant bag of dicks. So, so well, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface it with this. Uh, you know, years ago he did these. He 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 put out some tweets, and in in an in an interview he did a year or two prior uh, with BuzzFeed, he actually said, "I was years ago. I did, I said really gross shit on Twitter because I was trying to provoke like uh, reactions from people and." I was kind of an asshole on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since kind of changed where I stand on all this. He goes, I-, I can't believe I have to say this, but none of the stuff that I wrote did I believe or participate in. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, you know, all of this were just, they were they were jokes. Hindsight, they were bad jokes. Like, they weren't funny, but I that was who I was at the time. He goes, now I've, I've changed, uh, I've kind of grown into someone who approaches things from more of like, a love and camaraderie and let's bring people together standpoint. So he goes, yeah, did, you know, were they dumb tweets? Absolutely. Um, so he did admit that these mm-hmm. were dumb tweets and a lot of them in fairness are, f- are really gross. Like, yeah. he, so here it goes uh, a couple tweets. Uh, this hotel shower is the weakest ever felt like a three-year-old was peeing on my head. Uh, let's see. Uh, Yeah, this one's a little... Yeah, again, I read some of these, and I'm like, ah, these are hard. Fire them out. Yeah, The Expendables was so manly, mm-hmm. I I fucked the shit out of the little pussy boy next to me. The boys are back in town. That's not funny, but yeah. Um, Do one more. Do you see one about the giving tree? Yep. Uh, it's down here, I think. Um, I'm doing a big Hollywood film adaptation of The Giving Tree with a happy ending. The tree gives back and gives the kid a blowjob. So, yep. this is the extent of the, the tweets that were made. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about those tweets. Uh, they're awful. They are not funny. They're bad jokes. Terrible jokes. But I don't for one second believe that James Gunn is advocating for rape, for having sex with children, nope. uh, for any sort of homophobia or anything like that. And... Uh, the long and short of it on how I feel about this is I was enraged <laughs> when I heard about this. Well, first of all, James Gunn had a very professional reaction to this, both as they were sort of <clears throat> unearthed again yeah. and after Disney let him go. He was very professional, said thank you. I have I have his tweets here. Sure. He said, many people who have followed my career know when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. I have discussed publicly many times as I've developed as a person. Uh, so has my work and my humor. I forgot, actually, he uh, directed part of uh, Movie 43, mm-hmm. which is a super gross movie. Like, mm-hmm. that was that's uh, right in line with this. 
Uh, second tweet in this, this series was, it's not to say I'm better, but I am very, very different than I was a few years ago. Today, I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. My days saying something just because it's, uh, it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. For the record, when I made these shocking jokes, I wasn't living them out. I know this is a weird statement to make and it seems obvious, but still, here I am saying it. Uh, anyway, that's the complete honest truth. I used to make a lot of offensive jokes. I don't anymore. I don't blame my past self for this, but I like myself more and feel like a more full human being and creator today. Love you to you all. Mm-hmm. That was his, that was his, uh, on July 20th, that was his line of tweets that he uh, gave out. So the thing is, I don't see how these tweets are relevant. I'd also ask, why didn't he delete them? But that's just a separate sure. thing. But I don't see <clears> what <throat> someone tweeted in 2009, 2010, 2011. I don't see how that's relevant to today. Sure. Because um, if he had said or made, been making these jokes now, it's a different story. Like, if he was try, trying to do these really dumb jokes, he'd be like, dude, like, ugh, don't, no. These aren't funny. Don't do that. Right. Um, so uh, for him to just get absolutely shit canned over this, and not only that, but the reaction from people, man, I had uh, I was reading this on the Nerdist, and I just saw one of the many threads of comments. I was like, all right, let's just let's dip dive our toes in, yeah. in here. And there was this woman that was just like hammering on him, just yeah, that's what you get, yada yada yada. And people were like, uh, you know, the kind of the response was like the defensive and was like, you know, you realize that these were like years ago. Right. So should someone's entire career be absolutely obliterated because of they some, said disgust some a couple disgusting things that he had already apologized for previously. Right. And this person was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, rape jokes, pedophilia jokes, all that stuff. They're not funny. And I was like, eh, those ones weren't funny. <laughs> right. I'd argue that there's some really talented people that can make very funny jokes. Jokes about any subject, yeah. Absolutely. I've and heard. So, I've definitely heard stand-up th- bits before that were on very taboo topics that they somehow got, they crafted it in a way that you're like, wow, mm-hmm. never thought of it that way, and that is a funny take on it. And, and so I look at that as, it, it, what enraged me about it was people were so quick to just pile on and just be like, call for this person's downfall. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, that was like nine years ago. Yeah. You know, between like seven and nine years ago. I'm like, what stupid shit were you saying seven to nine years ago? I know I was saying plenty of stupid shit. Oh, my God. Again, we've talked about plenty of times on this podcast that if you and I had records going back about what we said, did, uh, thought, pictures, we, we would be buried right now. Yeah. Like, in, in, in fairness... Anyone would, and that's the point. Anyone would. If you're if you're sitting there casting stones, you're wrong because you've I, I, bullshit. You've you led a pure life. Bullshit. No mm. one has. For example, the guy who called him out, Mike mm. uh, Cernovich. Yeah, this asshat. This is the other guy. This who is the we guy. Get yeah. Into. So he he is, uh, and I don't want to derail us too much from where we were going with this, but. Cernovich was the one who uh, he he's kind of become this uh, conservative watchdog, and he will dig into anyone who's uh, liberal leaning on social media, any any actor, any uh, public figure. He tries to dig in and find something on them, mm-hmm. and now this is kind of opening it up for where everyone's trying to do this. So he broke the thing on uh, on James Gunn. So uh, Patton Oswald mm. 
mm-hmm. tweeted something out. He said, this is one of the less disgusting tweets for Mike Cernovich, the dude who, after running a game Gamergate-style smear campaign, just got James Gunn fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He was a tweet from someone else. Mike Cernovich, 2012, this is what he tweeted. Have you guys ever tried raping a girl without using force? Try it. It's basically impossible. Date rape does not exist. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, yo, like, again, saying, yeah, they're, they're, like, we could deconstruct that tweet all night, but like, sure. this guy's a piece of shit. And again, that's one of the less disgusting ones he's putting out mm-hmm. there. <clears throat> he also then it's tried to a, attack Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Oh, which by, is not what you want to do. hilarious because he was pulling a bunch of Patton Oswalt tweets out of context. Show, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Which was hilarious because yeah. Patton was winning Twitter many, many years ago about oh, doing yeah. really hilarious things. So this guy was also a very big proponent of Pizzagate. Yes, you remember that scandal. He, I think he was one of the mm-hmm. like one of the drivers behind it. Exactly. Yeah. So when I look at this sort of stuff, um, the idea that someone could just go through this ledger of things <clears throat> and just call out each individual thing right. out of context, right? For starters, uh, I don't think the James Gunn ones were out of context. I think they were just bad jokes. Yeah. But to look at that for something he's already apologized for, and then to have it brought up again, and then to I guess I understand why Disney did it because they always want to protect their image. But this is one where I feel like Disney, like I understand when people fuck up and they got to let them go. Like um, the Roseanne one. I don't know. That that one's a little more complicated. Uh, yeah, what she said was bad. It was a terrible joke. I don't honestly think she was trying to attack someone. I think she was trying to make a provocative joke and it was bad. Really, really bad. Well, and also, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I, well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. And so people are like outraged. So the studios got to do something, I guess. I mean, it was also an incredibly successful show. <laughs> right. So for them to tank that, you know, that's, you know, that's something you also, I don't know. It's just one of those things where Disney also doesn't have a clean record here either. Right. Which everyone has obviously pointed out. Well, in fairness, with- Disney also owns ABC, which mm-hmm. aired Roseanne. Of course. So it's twice now that they've had to pull this trigger. See, I think this one was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. I, I agree, yeah. I, I I think Disney easily could have come and said, look, this is something that this guy has done before in the past. He's apologized for it. Um, and, you know, we've had no situation where we feel like, you know, this guy has put anyone in an uncomfortable situation, anything like that. Like, you're going to – how can how can you how can you do something like that? How can you terminate someone like that? over stuff that was tweeted about years ago that you've already apologized for. And, you know, pointing out the hypocrisies, dude, Song of the South, Disney. Song of the fucking South. Right, right. You've got Dumbo. You know, with right. the ra- you've got all these things that Disney has done. Many, like, many has worn blackface before. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's all these things where, yeah, it's like, are you going to hold them accountable for that sort of stuff and be like, well, guys, you know, you did that too. And I know that's like... You know, just doing like you know, considering the hypocrisy of it all. But I'm just like we we live in a culture now that it's incredibly upsetting to me, where anyone anyone can just get absolutely obliterated. Yeah, because we have this outrage culture, which I I hate that this is the way that I'm going down. But I'm so suspicious of anything that anyone's getting upset about because I'm like, are we really supposed to be upset about this? Right, right. Because I feel like I'm speaking like some of the conservative people that I've heard that I don't necessarily agree with, but I kind of do on some things where it's like, you can't say anything. There's no, like, it's weird because it's almost like stifling free speech. 
Yeah, in a way, yeah, it is. I mean, the thing is, like, I feel like the pendulum swings. Like, it, does. it goes, and we're 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 on a backswing right now, where there's a, a shitload. Like, it's going very far one way. It's going very far to the left, very far. PC and watch what you say and this and that and it will eventually and it may take decades but it will swing back the other way to where we get to a fever pitch where we have to go back the other way again yeah. and then like in 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 neither side is it a good thing no like when it swings all the way back to where it's swinging it's not a good thing and when it swings all the way the other way where you're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want without any like any repercussion that's how that's how the Harvey Weinstein's can can happen is because mm-hmm. it was at that point it had swung so far the other way no one was held accountable for anything you know mm-hmm. and so both sides anytime you do an extreme on any topic it's not a good thing yeah it's never a good thing extremes are generally not good things yeah by definition because also what sucks about this is there's people that are doing really awful things yeah that get lumped in with people like James Gunn like James Gunn is in the same category right as like a bunch of other people. Right. They're like there's another guy who went down because he's a piece of shit. I'm like, there are levels to this. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, my personal opinion is that James Gunn, he shouldn't have been fired over this. These are terrible jokes. Should have? Should not have. Should have. Did not, I, say should should? Not. I, I thought it sounded like Sorry. Did, yeah. Should not have been fired over this. Yeah. I think Disney should have had his back. They should have they should have sat there and be like, look, this guy apologized for it. We're all about people moving forward. And I read a really interesting article on Collider today uh-huh. about a guy who said, if you look at the theme of Guardians of the Galaxy, it's about shitty people yep. trying to be less shitty. Iron Man. Yeah. It's a it's a it's an asshole who redeems himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a this is a constant theme in the in the MCU, not even just Disney, but just in within that little universe that they're mm-hmm. not little, but like the universe they're doing. Yeah. And I, this this guy who wrote this article also he goes you know allow me to tell you a personal story about how we can do things when we're younger that we regret but we can still grow as human beings. Right. He said when he was in high school one of his projects was to essentially write a letter to himself that he would get eight years later and someone would mail it to We've him. Done that, yeah. So he did it, and eight years later he got it, and the opening line said, "What's up, fag?" There you go. And he was like. Ugh. Like why did I why did I put that? He's like Jesus Christ! Like I would never right. say that today. Right. Yet here's this eight year you know eight years younger version of me. Like what's up, fag? He's yeah. Like, he's like God damn it! Like he said it it really upset him. Right. That that's who he was. Yeah. And to I'm- say that you can't grow from that to now and that he should be held accountable for calling himself a fag. Like, like come on, like. Eight years ago? Yeah. I look at where I was 10 years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, and I am so happy that I have, like, I am I am a 100% different, ask my wife, mm-hmm. I am a completely different person than where I was 10 years ago. You're and different from the day I met you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, and I'm so happy I am. Like, mm-hmm. and, but again, if I were to be held accountable for what I did in my mid-20s, I would be buried right now because sure. I was not a great person. Yeah. Like, and I can admit, admit that. Like, I, of course. I, I went through, you know, a, a phase where I was just like, yeah, let's fucking get drunk and let's do this and yeah. do, you know, the weed and yada, yada. And I, I was, it was a very weird time and I, I went through it and I learned from it and I'm like, great. Now I know what I don't want to do anymore. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, and yeah. I'm a much, much better person because of it. I, I think about professionally the stupid shit that I've done. Yeah. I told the story about at the end of one of my internships for a pizza place. I walked in. And I was like, I yeah. want to work here. I love that story. And he yeah. looked at me like, oh, 
okay. Like, his, if someone were to say that to me, like, an intern's like, I want to work here. I'm like, I don't know. Did you check the job boards? Like, <laughs> I don't know if we have a job right. for you. And then when he's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know, but, but you're going to want me. But I want to work here. What a stupid fucking thing to say. What if I never got a job ever again because right. of that interaction? Sure, yeah. Someone goes, Doug, we're going to have to let you go because you were an idiot back then. And we don't want someone like that on our staff. Right, now. right. Or the way that I would approach conflict, you know, when I was at the hotel. You know, I saw something I didn't like, and I waited for my front office manager to come back, and I basically just, like, I didn't attack her, but I basically was like, you done fucked up, and I'm going to go tell on you. Right. That, how is that helpful? <laughs> right, it's not. You know, it's yeah. just like, you know, there's a lot of things that I learned that I was like, cool, these are the ways I need to handle this situation. Um, there was a, a new employee that started recently, and a lot of people were like, man, this person's kind of a dick. And I was like, well, they just got out of college. They're like, so is that a reason for him to be a dick? I was like, no, he's got to learn. I was like, he, he, he's new to this sort of stuff. Right. And, and I'm not, I don't want to judge him on that alone. I was like, he's very smart. And I feel like he, he probably feels like he knows a lot. And this is how he's interacting with people. I'm like, he's, he's going to learn. That'll get tempered. Yeah. He's going to do that to the wrong person. They're going to put him in his place. So, I mean, I'm not... It, what if that guy forever was like, oh, don't hire him. He's a dick. Right. Come on. He's 22. He's like, 20, yeah. What, what the fuck? Like, I, I just. He's got he's got growing to do it. It fucking happens. It's There's too much happening now where people feel like they can find some slight, some mistake, and they can just go online and they can tear that person down. And then a couple of news cycles later, they move on to something else. Yeah. It's, it's like. People don't realize that these are human beings. Right. Even the people that... It's like locusts moving through. Even the people that fuck up. All right? I was listening to Joe Rogan kind of break this down the other day when he was had Ari Shafir on. They were talking about uh, Permit Patty. You remember, you hearing about that? This yeah. lady oh, who yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. like... Yeah, 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 absolutely. ...called the cops because this absolutely. little... Uh, this white lady called the cops on this little black girl for selling water out front of their apartment. Without a permit. Without yeah. a permit. Is that, it was in front of her job, I think. Oh, it was in front of her job? Oh, no, was it I think it was in front of her apartment. It was an apartment, okay. She had her window open, the yeah. kids being loud. Yeah, yeah. Stupid thing to do. Stupid thing to do. But she actually went and apologized personally to that mom and that daughter. It was okay. like, I, I messed up. Uh, you know, I'm really sorry that wasn't the way I should have handled that. Would she have apologized if she did not get publicly shamed, though? I don't know. But the point on top of that is um, the mom and daughter refused her apology. Oh, really? Refused it. Which I thought, I was like, mm, that's not working towards a solution. And then also, um, that woman's life is probably ruined. Now, here's a question. Should it be ruined? Because everyone knows who she is. Mm -hmm. Uh <clears throat> I mean, if she has a job still, I don't know. Like, oof. I mean, what, what's that going to mean? Everyone's going to know her, who she is. Yeah. She's now permanently branded. Some people be like, good, that's racist. Yeah, that's a dumbass thing that she did. Fucking stupid. Right. And people need to fo stop fucking doing that when they're like, there's a black person. Call the cops. Right. Knock it off, guys. Knock it off. But if someone does that and they're like, Jesus Christ, I fucked up. And they apologize and they mean it. And they're trying to get better. Should that follow them the rest of their life? I would argue no. Yeah, I mean, I I would say again, it, 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 there's levels to it. So it, I would say it depends on it depends on the severity of it. It depends of on what it was. So I yeah, like I, the, what I go back to is is was the apology. <clears throat> what was what was motivated? What motivated the apology? Like if it was be only because she got publicly, you know, shamed into it, 
then I don't feel like it was a genuine apology. Well, if it was sincere, even if she's like, because of the public shame, she's like, fuck, like I, I messed, I did this wrong. Absolutely. I messed up. And she apologized. Yeah. If that was part of the learning process, then I say it, it still counts. If that's she true. did it to but score PR points, yeah. that's a different thing. But if it was a genuine, sincere apology, <clears throat> yeah. and she's like, look, But there's I, nothing to say that, that they have to accept they her don't, apology, though. They don't, but also, what does that mean? What does that mean? If someone comes to you and be like, dude, I messed up, and I'm really sorry, and I'm like, no. Right. Okay, thanks. How is... Because the way I look at that is like, how do we how do we mend that mend, mend that bridge? Yeah, I mean, they don't have to accept it, but I also think that says a lot by someone who doesn't accept it. You yeah, I, mean? I guess. I mean, I guess what I would what I would look for is someone to just say, "I acknowledge the fact that you're apologizing, and I appreciate that. Uh-huh. I don't, I, I don't like you. That's, I still don't like you. I don't really accept your apology, but I'm now acknowledging the fact that you're that you're doing it. I don't think that means they have to be best friends after yeah. this. But if someone is like, "Look, I'm sorry," they're like, "I appreciate that." This still really hurts. Right. It's hurt my daughter. This hurt a lot of people. And this is something that is really very evident in our society that needs to stop. So I appreciate you acknowledging your fault in this. You know, let's go our merry ways. I think that's fair. I don't yeah. know. I don't know exactly how this was rejected. Or yeah. Like that. Or what the situation was. I don't know but if she still, was like, yeah. fuck you or whatever. But like, it's one of those things where it's hard to accept that apology. Yes. Because you caught someone doing something fucking stupid. It's hard to be like, you know what? All right. Because h- how would you feel if someone did that to you and your kid? Yeah. I I would be furious. Oh, I'm sure you would. Yeah. If, if someone, someone called, was like, yeah. called that shit on, on my kid. And yeah. I was like, dude, she's selling water. Go fuck yourself. Right. Um. So I, w- I would be livid in that sort of regard. But at the same time, we as a society, ha- it's, it's our, we have a job to bridge this gap. It is our responsibility to find a way to get over this tribal bullshit because it is going to get way worse yeah. if we don't try. I, that, that, I think, is the biggest thing. And I don't know, really, I, I'm not 100% sure how we went from James Gunn to this, but I like that's that we connected went connected because it's outrage. Right. You know, and, and But I agree that, that it is, it's imperative that we do start to figure out a way to, to find common grounds and, find, and, and come together because... There are there are forces at work that are just trying to drive, and I, I'm not gonna. We're trying not to get overly preachy mm-hmm. uh, to our listeners here, but like you know, look, it, it is what it is. Like there are forces that are trying to drive wedges deeper and deeper into it, and like we just have to. You've got to pry those wedges back out and figure out how to mend that gap. Because it's guess what? Accepting that apology, it's not easy. It's hard, not to put myself up on a pedestal, but it was hard for me just to get up and walk away from that train car when that lady was being a total bitch. Yeah. But I was like, there's no way I come out of this a winner. Right. So I might as well do the thing that's most comfortable for me and Jill, even though it still means I lose. Because it's like, it's, it's not about winning. Right. It's about what makes the most sense. And it was fucking hard. That was a bullshit situation. That means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Right. But I was angry. Jill was angry. We didn't get along with this woman. Right. But I was like, I could sit here and be defiant. Right. I could sit here and try to poke back at her. What is that? That's how people end up fist fighting on a train or someone pulls a knife. Sure. And they're like, what started this? They were talking on the quiet car. That's how one of those things happens. It's right, like, right. why let that come to that? You right. know? Like, I don't like that woman. But like I said, I was talking on the quiet car. Yeah. Not very loudly, but I was talking. And it, it, like, I, I understand to some degree and that sort of stuff. And it, it was hard for me to be like, I need to get up and walk away. 
But we got to do that now. We've got to find these situations where if we see someone fucking up, do we have to bury him? Do we have to basically get out the pitchforks, yeah, I the think, fires? I think that's what it is. Everything is, is the public is is the the public shaming for every single thing is like that. It's it's the it's the society becoming the judge and jury for everything. Yeah, like that is like people need to be. Yes, do people need to be held accountable? Absolutely, one hundred percent. People need to be start need to be held more accountable than they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, is mob mentality a real thing? Absolutely. And is it a dangerous thing? Absolutely. So there's got again, you got, you're talking about extremes. People not being held, taken to task, and people being you know, drug over the coal, dragged over the coals. Like mm-hmm. these are two extremes. You've got to find. There, there's got to be a middle ground where yeah. that woman who called the cops on on that little girl, she needs to figure some shit out in her life. Why yeah. did you call the cops? It's either you need to figure out how to manage your anger better. Mm-hmm. You need to go to some racial sensitivity classes. You need to figure some shit out because you've got something. Something's something's loose, and you need to figure out how to tighten it up. You need up. to go and just fucking talk to them first before you call the cops. That's the other thing. Yeah, just be like, hey, look, like I'm trying to sleep or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you got if you're yell, you know, your daughter's yelling. Is there any way you guys could move down the street or yeah. just not yell or, or how long or you guys plan on doing this? Right, because that's talk to kind them. of the definition of annoying. I feel like this is the this is what we go back to every time is conversation. Yeah, like have a conver- have a fucking conversation with another human being. Yeah, just be like, hey, look. I appreciate what you're what you're what you're trying to do. I really I need to get some sleep because I've been working whatever ten hours, you know, twelve yeah. hours in my uh, animal cannabis, uh, you know, <laughs> retail facility, which mm-hmm. is what she did. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, it's it, the conversation needs to happen, and it, 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 having the having the internet mob pile on is is it's I love and I hate technology mm-hmm. at the same time because yeah. it is a very dangerous thing mm-hmm. because something like this this james gunn thing like this is a giant thing that did not need to become a giant thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if someone like someone could have you know called him out written disney and go hey i disagree with this mm-hmm. you know and then disney could go cool we're gonna act accordingly however we want to act but mm-hmm. like to to make it this giant thing that is now getting news coverage like it doesn't that doesn't make sense well it's like to to kind of Use an example that Ari Shafir used. Um, you know, let's say that of the hundred percent people involved with this, let's let's be extremely generous and say ninety percent agree with James Gunn and only ten percent don't. Okay, that still means millions of people like are pissed off about this, sure, and hate James Gunn and will just flood his Twitter, his email, his social media with death threats, yeah, with all sorts of bullshit, yeah, and he's going to be mired in this for a long time, yeah. A very long time. If he's smart, he'll just get off social media. Yeah. Just quit, leave, go away, and don't come back for a while. Right. Or let someone else manage it because these people are going to be ruthless. Right. So even if 10% of that are doing that to him, he's just getting butt slammed with this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's it's like, (laughs) do you need to do that? Right. Do you have to go and connect with James Gunn and be like, you're a piece of shit? Right. How does that help? How does you doing that help anything? One more person piling on and saying that. Like, look, the the the, the sentencing has already been passed down. Yeah. You know, it's it's already been taken care of. We're done. Yeah. Move along. He and, got you know, dragged. I fucking hate that. Right. He got dragged. Right. You're going to get dragged. Right. Fuck. Because, again, the person saying that, and I, 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 will, I, will, I will hang my hat on this so fucking hard. Person saying that does not. Guaranteed 
have a squeaky clean background. 100%. Does not have a squeaky clean background. So you just better pray to fuck that no one finds out your shit and drags get you get drug. Yeah. Like that's you pray to God that doesn't happen because as quick we saw it with the guy who uh, rescued those uh with those those yeah. girls in Indiana or yeah. what was it Indiana or Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Where they were, you know, uh held hostage for for years and then, you know, this guy one of them got free found this guy, he called the cops, got him all rescued, he was a hero, and the next week he was the villain because people dug into his background and found out that, you know, 10 years prior, he had had some uh, charge of domestic, domestic abuse. abuse brought up against him once in 10 years, but now this guy's a fucking, uh, just a, a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a villain. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was it happened that quick. Like, wow, I thought like, he was quick, a hero, not right. anymore. And I was like, what are you talking you about? You don't know the circumstances? You don't know, yeah, no, look, not advocating domestic violence, no. but you have no idea... What surrounded that, dude? Context and nuance is just lost now. Was it was it a true like you don't know you no. weren't there, and and also he didn't the woman didn't run up and he just beat her. Yeah, like he he was like, look, all right, yeah, let's help you out, let's get you cops, let's go find your friends. Like, yeah, we're so big on punishing. Yeah, we want to see punishment. We relish in the punishment of others, but we very rarely like. No one really wants to see a redemption story. Right. No one right. wants to see someone who's come back from that sort of stuff. That's it's Rudy. Unless it's Rudy, yeah. fuck that guy. And then, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it, it's a tough pill to swallow to know that there's hypocrisy, deep, deep hypocrisy yeah. in all of this. And it's frustrating because, it, it, to me, this is a symptom of a greater thing in our culture where it's just people are lashing out, they're angry, and they just they want to dictate what you say, how you say it. And it's like, whatever's out there, you're going to be held accountable for that. And I, I just want to be like, look, let's let's look at the context of this sort of stuff. Let's look at time frame let's look at a lot of different aspects and let's figure out what the real thing is here let's not just knee jerk be like ah oh, he wrote this thing about the giving tree giving a kid a hand job like right okay well when did this happen all this sort of stuff it's a bad joke i also don't think people understand comedy either like I'll, sure I'll, yeah you know to some degree where they're just like it's not a joke it's not funny I'm like yeah it's not funny it's a bad joke it's still a joke right yeah and i just i don't know i i've been struggling with this for a couple of years now um, with this sort of stuff, and it, it, it's hard to see. Ultimately, I guess my final point on this, which I've kind of belabored and beat the dead horse with, is just that I feel like we've got to be better with this sort of stuff. We've got to take a moment to look at it. We can't just immediately read one perspective <clears throat> and just jump to a conclusion. Sure. We've got to be able to hear the whole story, even if it's tough situation, even if it's yeah. a difficult situation yeah. Yeah. where you hear that someone maybe was beaten or sexually assaulted. We've got to hear the whole story. We've got to hear the whole story. Yeah. We've got to. We've got to. We got to figure it out, man. Like we just can't blindly be like, nope, nope. Right. It's this thing. It's like okay, because that's the first thing that we've heard. Let's breathe and let's figure it out, and let's make sure that the people who fucked up are held accountable, but it's also given an opportunity to redeem themselves. And let's make sure that people, uh, in fairness, that certain people aren't falsely accused either, because Absolutely. it's not. It's not outside the realm of possibility that could happen see why and that's the thing too right there you had to be like well you almost had to softball that in yeah because that's the thing now because i'm not saying that people are falsely accused all the time but they are they are why do i have to be like well you know it's not entirely yeah people are fucking falsely accused let's say it let's sure. say what it is and just say guys look let's look at the facts let's look at the facts let's come together let's analyze it and let's fucking figure it out yeah and if someone's a piece of shit 
who's raping somebody, fucking let's do it. Punish him. Yeah. Send him to jail. Yeah. Make that stuff happen. You know, and if someone's making a bad joke on Twitter, be like, dude, that fucking joke sucks. Right. Get better. You're weird. Stop or it. Stop. Yeah. You know, just do better, man. Like, and come back to us after you've done better. But we shouldn't take someone's career over that. Right. You know? like especially, Again, it. especially if it's one of those things where over the years he's like, look, I, I did not like who I was then. And I'm, I've changed mm-hmm. for the better now. And I don't make those jokes anymore. And I like to, I approach, again, what he said, I approach things, I try to approach things from love and, and like bringing people together at this point. Yeah. It's like you... There is room for growth. People can change. And if you think that you have always been perfect, you're sorely mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> that Take is the a moment bottom to line. consider that. Yeah. Consider how you've grown. Right. And where you've come from, the mistakes that you've made, and where you are now. Yeah. And if you're not your best self, then let's find let's find a way to be better. Absolutely. We're always trying to be better. Yeah. Look, we're all in. And this is the thing that always, always if you look at it from a more existential point, we're all on this spinning ball together. Mm-hmm. Or this flat horizon, <laughs> depending on which one you subscribe to. That um, spins in the back of a giant space turtle. Exactly. Because, look, if it were a sphere, the water would just fucking fly off. You but win. <laughs> we're all on this together. We're all we're all going around. We're all experiencing the same shit. Just, we just need to try to be better to each other. Yeah. Just be better. Just be human beings. Yeah. That, be, that's really what it is. Have a moment. Yeah. You know, and let's let's be better. Yeah. Let's and you know, if you can't be better, if 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 you really need to, instead of dragging people online, there's another option to there's, to figure things out. There's always another. option. There's always another option, and and it involves bringing yourself and someone else together uh, in a fight to the death mm-hmm. called the throwdown. The throwdown. So today, mm. today's throwdown. Uh, I don't know how this. I think I know how this is going to play out. All right, but uh, but we'll go with it. We're going to do Iron Man's uh, movie. Iron Man's. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll call it Mark Two. Okay. So it's not the stuff he built in the cave, mm-hmm. but it's the stuff that he built his first suit in Iron Man One that gotcha. he built at home that Jarvis gotcha. helped him build. Sure, right. Sure. Sure. So that so he doesn't have all the nanotechnology. And yeah. it's, it's that suit, right? Amazing, basic, but amazing. Verse. Samus Aran Ooh. from Metroid with Ooh. the power suit. Ooh, well. In the power suit. That's good because I would hate to see her attack Iron Man in her bikini. Yeah. So. Well, no, no. She wears like a jumper, I think. Well, if you. With heels? If I don't. You, that's weird. If I'm you, looking at some pictures now and I don't know why she has wedges on. If you do the best ending in Metroid 1, you get to see. That's how you find out that she's a woman and I think she's in a bikini. So there you go. I mean, because why not? Because that's. Because that was the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Samus has some pretty impressive technology and it's alien technology. Right. So I feel like that gives her an edge immediately while Tony's suit obviously has some pretty sophisticated tech as far as like his, I don't know what you call them, his guns, his phaser, whatever things he has. Oh, uh, repulsors. His repulsors. He's got an actual missile. Um, he's got uh, obviously some great targeting. He can fly around. It's so funny. I'm trying to f- I'm trying to f- find a list of like all the things in this like, that her suit can do. But I, well, I can list off several. So the first thing is she can she got a blaster. She can she's got a blaster right. which can freeze. Oh, that's uh, right. It's got plasma. 
Um, it's got uh, God. What else? She also has missiles. She can right. fire. She got missiles, directed energy weapons. She's mm-hmm. got that. Like, can't she throw a lasso got, or some sort of? She's got like a, chain. a grappling hook, yeah, sort of thing. She can actually make herself into a little ball and drop bombs. Right. She got explosives. When she like jumps and spins, she can actually like slice through the air and cause damage. Right. And can't she also like make a sticky ball where she goes up walls? Mm-hmm. Right. There's also a situation where she goes amazingly fast as a right, power right, up. Right. And she can also like shoot straight up into the air. Like she, she has a lot of abilities. She does, yeah, at her disposal. So he's got he's got his hand repulsors. He's got his chest repulsor. He's got mm-hmm. missiles. He's got uh, guns. I think he might have. I don't know if he has guns. He mostly because War Machine has the guns that are attached. Right, right, right. Oh he no, does, what I'm thinking of, he, it was little missiles. Yeah, when, they're like little bullets that yeah. come out like and he auto targets yeah. and stuff like that. Um, he can fly. He can. Which I feel like is a big a big bonus. It is a big bonus, but it, where are they fighting? Space. Um, <laughs> Naturally. But that yeah. means his suit can't make it because it's not built for space. Yeah. Um, because if they're in an open area, I might give the advantage to Iron Man because he can fly, but she can also run really fast. Like super duper fast. Yeah. So it might be hard for him but to But he's got her. targeting too. But I mean, can his target systems actually track something that goes that fast well it can i mean he was tracking jets at like near mach one speed right he wasn't really targeting jets though he was trying to get away from jets right but he was able he was able to maneuver and like i mean he was able to track in the sense that he was he could like he he could evade them sure you know they fired a missile at him he used flares to yeah to disarm or to uh you know yeah so I mean, he obviously has bye some bye. sort of tracking stuff, but I mean, I'm talking like targeting as far as like sure, 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 sure. Because you yeah. may be able to target, but I don't know if you can hit it. You know I don't what know. I mean? I'm just saying, Jarvis, uh, Jarvis is a pretty advanced AI. Of course. So, he, but again, it's limited by the technology that Tony has. You very can be, true. Again, you can target all you want, but is very your true. is your projectile going actually going to hit them? Sure. Is another thing. So it's a, yeah, it's a fair question. So I mean, obviously, you know, if they're in just sort of like your general sand arena, you know, and stuff like that, I feel like. Him flying and her being able to run, I think it kind of it's a wash. Sure, um, I feel like. <clears throat> well, does she need space to get up get get up to speed? A little bit. She does need a little bit to kind of like get that going. Right. So I will give that because that happened in the Super Nintendo version. Um, but I just feel like she has more utility with her. I mean, he's got some good stuff, but she's got man so many things that she can do, especially a freeze. If she if she nails shot, him with it, that would be frozen, man. But That's what is it. it? Is it true ice? It hits it hits you and it freezes you. Right, but so, is it? I'm saying, what I'm saying is it like a stun ray or is it like true? Like is she shooting ice? I don't know. I don't really like, because know. if it's ice, he can see, like he's he has worked out because he tried to go too high, so he yeah. worked out. Uh, yeah, the, a defrost or a, a de-icing. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like it. In the game, she shoots it, it hits guys, and then, then they freeze. Right, so I remember that. So I don't think that. it's just, like, straight-up ice right. that she's shooting. I think it's probably some sort it's of, It's not like, her sub-zero gun. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, like, it, it hits, and then it freezes. Okay. So I feel like that, if she could hit which I think she could. He doesn't really have any advanced maneuverability other than he can fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would argue that he should be flying, because if he's running, he's not going very fast. Right, exactly. exactly. So if, if he loses his ability to fly, But I feel like fucked. most of the stuff he does is airborne, too. Like, he does a yeah. lot of airborne attacks. Of course. Yeah. So Because he were, knows that that's his, that's his thing. So if he, if he were, you know, I imagine she, he could be flying by. She, should grap, she could grapple onto him. Yeah. You know, pull him down or at least connect to him. If she jumps into him and uses her, her like, spinning attack, that could do damage to him. Um, she's nimble in how she can get small in that ball and create bombs. She's got missiles. Like there's there's a lot of utility with what she can do. Plus alien tech, man. <laughs> alien tech. Yeah, I mean the thing is like if we're going if we're going later Iron Man technologies, I'm gonna give it to Iron Man. But if we're doing like, I don't the know, Mark man. II, I think that still would be a pretty even fight. 
for the two of them. It would them. be even. I'm just saying I feel like I feel like with what we've seen that mm-hmm. what we, with what we've seen him bring out, if he has Infinity War armor, I I'm I got to give it to him. I, I would say it'd probably still be a pretty darn close fight. Think so? To both of them cuz even with his nanotech and stuff that he can essentially like create that sort of stuff, he's I think he still kind of has the same thing. Maybe more energy power, you know, attacks and stuff like that. But still, the things that she has at her disposal are pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to find the, yeah. the suit abilities. Yeah. Oh, zero suit. That's what it was called. Was it power suit or zero suit? I don't know. But and I wish we had a fucking. Oh no, zero suit was like the jumper she had. Power suit. Yeah, there it is. Description. Sweet shoulder pads, too. Uh, stand, yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, Sweet shoulder pads. She could play football. Let's see. Uh, life support systems, augmented strength, energy shielding, high modular, and upgradable powered by... Powered by willpower? Hmm. Interesting. If it's powered by willpower, he might be able to get inside her head. Because he, he talks a good game. He does. I'm just saying. Um... Oh, this is way it doesn't just list it off. I think I'm. Oh, here we go. Beams. Oh shit, she's got a lot of beams. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Samus mm. on this one. Fuck, I really thought it was gonna be Iron Man on this one. <laughs> That's why I was like, I feel like I know where it was gonna go because I felt like it was gonna say it and you're gonna go Iron Man done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I think I underestimated uh, Samus's power suit. Yeah. She's pretty impressive. I feel like I very much understand. Here's the thing. I will say that uh, just the fanboy in me wants to go, you're wrong. Yeah. It's Iron Man. But um, I don't know. The only thing that I'll – the only thing that that holds me up from, from giving it to Samus is the fact that when you have the elevation, when you have the aerial attacks, I feel like that is – that's huge. Gives a maneuverability, but I don't think it's, it's – That's it's, huge. I don't think it's going to push him over the edge because she also has maneuverability too. She yeah, yeah, she no, I would say he, he he has the edge on it, but she also can keep up with it. So, because if he doesn't, if he somehow loses that, he's fucked. Whereas yeah. with her, she's. I mean, that easier. suit can take a lot of lot of beating too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Too. All right. Fine. I'll give it to Samus. Samus for the win. Samus for the win. That was so much fun, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. This one was kind of serious, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Justin, you got anything you want to promote this week? I do. Uh, Sonoma. Sonoma. <laughs> Go, to, Go Sonoma. to Sonoma. Um yeah, no. Uh Sonoma is a shitload of fun. You really need to check it out. Um if you get the opportunity, Iron Horse Vineyard, if you find them in retail anywhere, buy their wine because they do a really cool thing where uh $5 from any bottle that you purchase goes to different things. Nice. So one of them goes to like the LGBT uh community, like some mm-hmm. um um not program, but some um organization that works with LGBT. Uh, one thing goes to uh, Sea Turtles for National Geographic. One thing mm-hmm. goes to... So they do a lot with charity work. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, Mantanzas Winery also, if you find them, they're just a really cool place. I also want to recommend an app that I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a stupid fucking game, but it's so much fun. It's called... I think it's called Holio. Mm-hmm. It's H-O-L-E dot I-O. Mm-hmm. And it's got a picture of a person falling through a hole. Mm-hmm. Um Get on there and play it, and I think there's like a way you can do uh, like Bluetooth games or something. Mm-hmm. Find me, message me if you're in the Chicago area, and if we're near each other, we'll play. It's a stupid fun game. Nice. It's free. It's fun. Very cool. That's what I'm recommending. Also, I'm gonna say uh, 
The Handmaid's Tale again, just because it's a fucking great movie. Nice. Or TV show, whatever. Uh, I recommend uh, Last Chance You Season 3 came out. It's fucking awesome. I love it. I'm only two episodes in, but I can't wait to watch the rest of the season. So if you like to see uh, some of that stuff, it's great. About uh, Junior Juco college football with guys trying to get their lives back on track and be great athletes. So that being said, you guys can find us on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGapPodcast. And Justin exists in the digital realm. I do on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. Check me out there. Uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, and Spotify. on Spotify. You can subscribe to us. You can write a review, let people know what they're getting into. And uh, the big thing for us is share us around. If yes. you if you've got if you like what you hear, uh, if you uh, hear something you're like, I disagree with that, but I think my friend needs to hear this so we can have a discussion about this as well. Send it over, and you guys have your own debate, and let us know what what you end up figuring out in your yes. debate. Um, <clears throat> sharing is a huge factor in getting our podcast spread out and allowing us to do more bigger, cooler, fun stuff. Um, and we've got some really cool ideas coming up. So please do subscribe, review and share. And, uh, also check out two slash mind gap and two slash the best bar podcast ever, which is the other podcast I do with Milos, uh, almost every Monday. Yeah. We'll say very cool. You guys have an awesome week. We'll see you next time. Keep, keep, keep it. Mind Gap Podcast.